revisiting. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben. I'm the senior pastor at Historic Trinity Church in downtown Savannah. I'm passionate about following Jesus, loving my family, enjoying all sports involving a ball, and a constant pursuit to find the perfect bottle of bourbon. And I'm Molly, a Methodist from the West Coast, but after moving to Savannah a few years ago, I found a home in Trinity and a friend of Ben's. My greatest joy in life is simply sitting on the front porch with my husband, my crazy dog, and a great bottle of red wine. Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Welcome everyone to the Faith Revisited podcast. We have taken a little bit of a sabbatical for a few weeks, um, but we are roaring and ready to go. And the first topic we're going to talk about is we finally have live stream going. Very, very exciting for our church. Finally. I mean, I, I, I literally three and a half years ago said one of my goals was to live stream worship and it's only taken three and a half years. That is, I'm pretty sure that's roughly our, 42 months for those counting at home. But we also mentioned it on one of our very first podcasts that like, this was our goal and this is what we were working towards and we were going to live stream Easter. That was kind of the topic we were talking about. We planned to like live stream Easter and we didn't and realize our flop. internet was abysmal. It was, it was terrible. Bad. Yeah. And so it's taken literally since Easter to get new internet installed and working in our church building. Well, and for those who don't live in Savannah, just a little thing about Savannah, Georgia. We affectionately call this town Slovannah because things like internet installment and all these other things, it happens when it happens and, you know, people get around to it when they get around to it. We're in a very historic building. They had to yeah. pull permits. Like it was a legitimate thing. It wasn't just they wouldn't come down and install. Yeah. So, so for those who are wondering, one of the first things, let's go ahead and start there, that we yes. realized we had to do is that there, there was no um, external box, whether it's DSL, cable, um, whatever it may be, that was going to be fast enough to get into our 1848 room and live stream worship at an upload speed that would actually make it look good. So um, you can correct me on these numbers, Molly, uh, if, if I'm wrong, but I want to say that um, to upload in like 1080p, which is what your you know, high quality uh, videos are, I think your upload speed has to be like between 8 and 12 something yeah. like that and 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 our <laughs> we were using dsl through at&t sorry at&t but you served yeah called out command. yeah <laughs> we our upload speed we got it tested was literally like 0. 0.4 
and yeah, we needed to get up. It was under the, one, know. and I don't know what the unit of measurements are exactly. It's like MBS or something. I'm not familiar, but it's like the cloud. No like, one understands it exactly. So we needed to be like maybe you were right on the higher end. I was thinking it was above like seven or eight number, but anywho, it was like on that end of the scale, and we were not even hitting one with our upload no. speed. So. My very no. first recommendation to anyone is go in the room that you need, you want this to happen and Google speed test and run the speed test. And it's and literally, for those who don't know, it's that easy. I didn't know this till Molly showed me. Literally get your device out, connect to the internet or, or, or uh, cellular, uh, use your data and just do Google speed test and, and one button and it'll run the speed of the room through, through Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, and it gives you three numbers. It gives you an upload speed, a download speed, and something else. And the one for live stream you're looking for is uploads. Yes, yes. Download speed has to do with you downloading external data to your device. Upload is what you can put onto the internet um, at whatever rate and speed you can do that. So 1080p was between 8 and 12 was our goal. I said, let's go ahead and shoot for the stars and aim to be fast enough for 4K that when tablets, phones, um, um, uh, laptops are already there, but most people watch this stuff on tablets and phones. But when everything starts moving in that direction, I, I didn't want to have to speed the Internet up again. I wanted to already be in 4K speed. And I think the minimum there was like 32 for upload speed. Wow. And so what we decided was um, I investigated it and priced it, by the way. Um, we went with fiber internet. Now, for those who are geeky enough or engineering minded enough, you're going to appreciate this for the rest of you. Here's a cr quick crash course in how internet works. Anytime there's an external box put on your building, that's what most of our internet is, whether it's uh, cable, satellite, you know, DSL, whatever it is, there's a box on your building. That's why when the weather's bad, your internet goes in and out because it's being affected by external forces, wind, rain, things happening on the outside because it's just stuck on the outside of the building. Fiber internet is different and it's faster and it's more reliable because they put it underground. And so that was what Molly was talking about. One of the big issues we had was permitting through a historic district in downtown Savannah, a historic sidewalk that they had to bust up take wire underground into our basement, up through the building, and then put it <clears throat> all over the building. So, but, but, but what we got was an upload speed of almost 50. Yeah, it's unreal. It took just, I mean, at my residential house, I'm nowhere near a historic district. It took <clears throat> like six to eight months to install having that just at my home. So, um, do some research before you even put this on your dream board, just so you know what the realm of your internet upload speed is like. Um, fiber is definitely the way to go. And that's just like, that's where internet's going in the future. So, yeah. And consumers beware. Fiber right now is expensive. Okay. The expensive. price will come down, but, but shop around. Ask for quotes from everybody who's in your area who offers fiber. If you're in a newer area like where Molly lives, uh, Pooler is a, um, a burb of, of Savannah. Yeah. And so yep. I don't know if it's in your neighborhood, but a lot of these new neighborhoods like where you live, yeah. um, Hargray, which is our regional um, provider, they kind of partner with developers. Go ahead and put it underground so that when you move in, you already have fiber in it. But in Correct. a lot of places, they don't. 
but many places around the country, uh, especially in urban areas, they are bringing it in. Now, yeah. rural pastors, rural area churches, this may not work. I'm just going to be honest with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, we're just being not honest. At the speed, at least not at the speed we were aiming for. And so yeah. you may need to look at some other options. You may not be able to shop for 4K speed right now. You may need to just stick with 1080p. And again, that's between like an 8 and a 12. You might want to Google it. Um, upload speed is what you need to be effective there. Again, for the nerds, <clears throat> why does the speed need to be so reliable and so fast, right? Well, we imagine the internet being um, a one-on-one thing. That's my finger punching information into a phone, an iPad, a laptop, and something happens. For live stream, it has to go through multiple channels to actually happen. And so information has to be recorded in the room through a camcorder, from the camcorder, transferred to a laptop that is plugged into the internet, hardwired preferably, don't rely on Wi-Fi, hardwire that thing. And from there, it's uploaded to the internet. And so it has to be a super reliable speed and a very fast one in order to cover all that ground. Yeah. So fun stuff, everyone. That is that is the sole reason why it took us so long to get this going. Um, but we are very glad with Hargrave thus far. Um, internet's working. Live stream. We've done it three Sundays now, I think. Three Sundays. And by the way, quick disclaimer. It, just in case someone's fooled into thinking that, oh, that guy halfway knew a quarter of what he was talking about. That literally everything I just told you is research and things I have been taught. I've been wanting this so bad. Yeah. I've become a student <laughs> of live streaming and internet and ask tech geek friends um, who understand this stuff. Like, give me advice. What do we need to do and ask? Ben's master class. <laughs> yeah, I've literally known internet. nothing. <clears throat> but, but one of the things I'm most excited about before we get into the details of how we did it and why we're doing it. Um, we, I have a whiteboard I keep in my office that every year, every year I put somewhere between 10 and 15 big goals for the church. And we set these, uh, some of them, the church sets, some of them I set personally for the church, you know, things that only I'm monitoring, but I want to kind of, you know, use as indicators, um, outside of just the sheer execution of the fact that we're adding, um, Christmas Eve services this year, teaser alert. We'll talk about Christmas Eve planning and adding those services in a future episode. But outside of that, live stream was the last big goal of 2019. And we did it. October. Did it in October. We did it in October. And so it's a very exciting day. We now have um, a quality, although we're still working on the audio because we're having some sound issues here and there, but a a pretty good quality uh, live stream experience. So. Molly, tell us just some basic details, what we're doing, what reaction you've seen, because you're the last three Sundays, you've been the one um, running the camera and keeping an eye on everything. What are you seeing that's happening? So the very first, I just want to point out the very first time we did this live stream was for our pride service. um, And that was an evening service. And it was kind of just, I had just gotten the equipment. The internet was just installed. I was very hesitant because we portrayed Easter as we were going to live stream and that didn't work. So I did not want to tell people that we were live streaming the pride service. Although 
I was planning on videoing it the whole time. Um, it was not good. So let me just tell you that your first time is never going to be great. I had, there were three different audio inputs and everything was maxed out full blast and everything sounded weird. So um, just a warning, like it's definitely not ever going to be perfect the first time. But from what I'm noticing, and Ben, I know you've been following the numbers and views so much, but so what I do is, I mean, I start it right as the service starts. Um, I'm filming it the whole time. We'll go through logistics a little bit more and what I'm using and the sound, like we talked about having some sound issues still. Um, but we, I kind of pan where people are um, down in the sanctuary. Our sanctuary has an upper level, like a balcony if you haven't been to Trinity. So I'm up on the balcony on the side. Our <clears throat> choir sits up in the balcony, which is like behind where everyone's sitting. So this is the one thing that you need to look at with your sanctuary. Um, many choirs, I think, are like in the front, like behind the pulpit. I know that's where my home church is, um, or the choir sits elsewhere. It gave us a logistical thing to think about that the choir's behind. So I have to do a lot of panning, which also there's another gear aspect that I'll talk about um, but so I'm kind of panning back and forth when an intro or the choral anthem happens and during hymns, you know, you just, um, it's a very steady and slow hand, um, but really zooming in. It's been great quality for the sermons. We've been recording sermons for a while now. Um, and Rich Burkhart was doing that before me. And yeah, so that's kind of the whole um, process So we have the entire, and then I've also been filming the organ all the way out so that people can hear the organ play through the end. Hubert is a wonderful organist. So one of the things I would recommend if you're going to start a live stream is whoever runs your camera needs to be an experienced worshiper at your church. And That's the reason a great for that is they, Molly does a good job because you have been worshiping with us long enough and consistently you know what's happening. You can anticipate, yeah. oh, it's the passing of the piece. It's time to pan out and get some crowd angles. Like you, yeah. You're thinking ahead already on how to move the camera to make it look good. So That's if such you're going to start point. this. Yeah, two, so then you're things. not. Some, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I was just going to say two things. And, and one, I'm, for my beloved friends who are putting a cell phone on um, a tripod, I love you, but I'm going to rail against you in a few minutes to improve that quality. One of the reasons is you need a person, not the pastor, running the yeah. camera. And you need yeah. someone experienced to do it so that they kind of know, oh, this is how worship moves. This is the, the unspoken kind of the, the worship, whether you realize it or not, is like a choreographed dance. It is. The ballet. And when you know the moves in advance or you or at least enough of them, you can anticipate them. So I've watched a couple of our live streams through. You are already moving the camera knowing that the next thing is going to require it. So yeah. that's a big thing. When you recruit volunteers to do this, um, don't hire it out unless you get just straight up professionals. Um, but if you're looking for volunteers, get someone who knows and has been at your church for a while. Yeah, because you don't want it just to be stale, like sitting up on the pulpit, because um, there's so much other stuff going on. And also, like, you'll catch the pastor anytime they pick their nose or, you know, do something, you know, doze off for a moment during, I guess, not a prayer because they're leading that. But, yeah, 
Well, no, but I've already been warned by a couple of people um, who, who know me very well. One is on our staff. Uh, you can guess who she is. She doesn't listen to the <laughs> podcast because um, she loves us too much to not do it. But she has said, have you told Molly not to focus in on you when you're sitting behind somebody and someone else is talking? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, because you kind of look bored all the time. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So now yeah, I'm super conscious of yeah. looking interested when I'm not talking. Look so, alive. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but the other, the other thing is, and um, again, this is part of my railing against not having anyone at all to run your, your, your tripod or your recording. A lot of things happen in worship that are not focused on the front pulpit chancel area. Yeah. It, don't, don't let action be happening off camera. That's so distracting. Like yeah. your viewers deserve something better than just an empty screen and, Oh, I can hear something interesting off screen, but I can't see it. Have yeah, someone and, and down there moving the camera. Correct. And we're not advanced enough yet to have like words on the screen and the hymns going in. Like that's not where we're at at this level. This is a semi-basic level of live streaming. Um, so we can talk about options. Also, we've talked about posting the bulletin online um mm -hmm. before it happens so that people can kind of follow along as they go but we are not advanced or video operators at this point where we have like multiple cameras going and words on the screen that's just we're starting fresh here so well and i think this is a good time molly to talk about specs and some basic details about what we are doing and what we are using one of the things you just alluded to, and this is for your regular everyday church, we are not a large church that does what's called a multi-camera view. Multi-camera view literally means there are multiple cameras in the room and someone is working an iPad or a laptop. Video board, yeah. A video board as a producer switching between cameras because this yeah, view like works better than this. Yeah, like right, exactly. Yeah, exactly like the news in the morning. So we're not that. And so for everyday basic churches, we are you. We have a single camera, a single mm -hmm. camera operator using sound from a single soundboard, even though that's not working great. So now we're doing, yeah. <laughs> we're doing something a little different with that. So, yeah. so go through some of the specs of what we're using and how we're using. Yeah. So these will all be posted in the show notes. I'll link exactly to what I am um, what I'm using. So we start out, we're using a camcorder. So a Panasonic video camera. We're not using a DSLR camera, although you can. The reason I chose the Panasonic camera or a Sony, something like that, do not get like a name you do not recognize, like some cheap knockoff from China that's going to do you no favors, even though the price point looks nice. Um, the Panasonic camcorder I have um, shoots up to 4K and it's around $650. So um, this one, the reason I chose the camcorder was it zooms in to like 40 times. Like I could get really close to Ben's face. We're talking counting nose hairs if you need. I could, yes, I could get in his nose if I needed to with the camera. So like this thing zooms and it's clear the whole time. And that is one reason why I chose this. You can do this with cameras, you just don't have as much control about the zoom, and it depends on what lens you have, so it depends on your setup. But I have a Panasonic camcorder, like what you see everyone holding around. That's set up on a fluid head tripod. So the reason I have a fluid head tripod, that means I can go up, down, and left, right, and swivel. So I can have all ranges of motion on my tripod. The camcorder sat up there the entire time. 
the reason I have that is because, again, our choir's behind. So I have to move back and forth. Um, if you only have to move in like one direction, like up and down, that would be, you wouldn't probably have to have as complicated of a tripod setup. But with a fluid head on a tripod, it's about $150 for an okay one. Um, one I use professionally in my business is about $250. That's like a great, excellent one. Um, so we have the Panasonic, the fluid head. We are, you can plug in, the reason I like the Panasonic, again, you have an HDMI input and output, like that's how you connect it. You also have an AV mic spot. So what we originally tried was plugging into our audio soundboard that Ben's mic um, comes in and out of on Sundays and all the other, like the pulpit mic and his lavalier, anything like that. We tried that and we're getting some weird frequency issues. So like we're picking up an AM radio station that's been talking about baseball. It's a ground wiring issue. We're picking up weird frequencies. Yeah. So for now, I have one of those fuzzy mics that you may see around. Um, it's called a Rode microphone. Um, I just have the really small one set on top of the camera and I plug that into the camcorder so it gets the sound through there and it all goes out the HDMI cord. Um, but that's been really great because the quiet, we have great mics on the choir. Um, but when they wrestle papers and stuff, they're very sensitive and you can hear that. And this kind of just like makes everything sound the same. So, you know, the organs not crazy, crazy loud versus like maybe Ben's lavaliers turned down softer. Um, we have a portable microphone sitting on top of the camera and that's picking up everything that you can hear. Um, that all goes into a laptop. This could be any laptop, Windows or Mac. Um, you have to make sure that you're going to connect to internet with high, the right speeds. Um, I use, so here's the thing about, we use Vimeo. Um, Ben got a Vimeo premium plan that allows us to do the live stream. We also connect it to auto share to Facebook, to YouTube, and then, um, he embedded it onto our website. So you can pick up the live stream. There's also on Vimeo, you can watch it live. So there are like four places you can watch it. Um, on Sunday morning, if you're there um, during the time. The thing with this that you have to, I watched a YouTube video and learned how to do all of this. You need some type of software in the middle. That is called OBS. There's a few different software options you can use. There's a free one online that you just download to the computer. It's called OBS software. It's an open software I don't fully understand. I just Googled what YouTube told me to. But I plug the camera into the laptop, I start OBS, and I start Vimeo, and OBS is my control center. So I press start record, stop record on OBS, um, and I control everything through their volume levels. Um, I make sure it never hits into the red because that was the problem we were having the first time. So that's kind of a little bit of the logistics. Um, I plug in the camera all the time and I plug in the laptop so nothing goes to sleep. That was another thing I learned very quickly is the battery does not last the entire worship service. And we have a short worship service, relatively speaking. Um, and it would keep falling asleep on me. So plug everything in, hardwire into the internet. There's only, yeah, those three or four pieces of equipment, a camcorder, a tripod, a laptop, and then we use a portable mic. So that's our setup in a nutshell. And I'd say overall, I think I bought the laptop for 
four or $500 or something. So, um, it's relatively like you could do it under two grand if you wanted to. Yeah. Or get people to donate it. And, you know, if someone has an extra laptop laying around or something like that, that would be a perfect donation to the church. So, um, yes. Thank you, Molly. Those are, I mean, great. <laughs> that was very there. Um, some, <laughs> It's some commentary on on everything and kind of like you went down to what we're using and I want to tell you why we're using it. And I'm going to say this with as much grace as possible. First of all, we are using a camcorder, a camcorder, like something you actually record video with. We are not using a camera with the video function. And for God's sake, we are not using your iPhone 7, (laughs) 8, 10, 12. Okay. I know that those things can record video. I know that Facebook Live can run from your phone, from the Pages app, all that wonderful stuff. It is so low quality. Just putting your stuff out there, just because you can say you can do it for free is not a good reason to do it. And and, and, and forgive me, because I have lots of wonderful friends, and I've seen it just so many times. People who watch and who need to hear the messages that you're trying to convey deserve a better product than that. They deserve better than a Mickey Mouse show. They deserve better than this kind of crackerjack version of live stream that that's like on a random look. Molly just told you it costs less than two thousand dollars to have a much higher yeah. quality one. If you cannot afford it as a church, I understand. I, sell some barbecue chicken. Ask some donors in your church. Somebody yeah. will be passionate enough if you put it in missional reasons to say, I believe, and this, I, I had this conversation with somebody this week. They said, why are we live streaming? And I said, because I believe what we have is something special at this church. I believe that Jesus Christ is at work in and through the life of this church. And I believe the world deserves to know that and to hear it on a weekly basis. Yeah. That, I mean, that's as simple as it gets, but people deserve to experience your church at a high level, and if they cannot physically be there, do not give them some watered-down, crackerjack version of what you're doing. Get good equipment. Get good mm-hmm. volunteers. You can do this. I promise you can do that. So we're you using a camcorder. It. Yeah, we're using a camcorder for that reason. Get good internet in your building, and that may be a cost issue there. It certainly is for us. Um, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking at what the cost of this. It's going to be a higher internet bill. <clears throat> but as I said, we were operating off of DSL for the last, I don't know, 25 years. Yeah, we cut AT&T, we cut AT&T phone line this week and they said, thank you for being a customer since 1969. Wow. They bought out the other companies we've been customers yeah. of. And we just said, peace out. Yeah, we are yeah. ready to move on to something bigger and better. So please, please, please hear what Molly said. Hear those specs. Get good equipment. You can do this really well. I promise you. You don't have to be limited by lack of imagination. The other thing on the why we do this, I, I, I've been harping on this for months. Molly can tell you probably a couple of years now. We do this for a couple of reasons, and I'll give it to you in order. Number one, number one, the number one reason you do live stream to reach new people. Yeah. Studies show people will shop your church first online. They are more likely to come. More people are more likely to come to your church online first before they physically show up. Give your best impression online. 
Let's get them to have a good website, have a good live stream, have a great version of yourself that others will see and say, wow, I want to go there and be a part of that. We want to reach new people through our live stream. Number two, people live complicated lives. People don't go to worship 50 out of 52 Sundays anymore. We've, we, we've yeah, done we've a podcast talked and that. talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, people travel, people do different things. You know, I always use this example and I, I used it in worship the other day about the mom whose baby throws up in the driveway and you have to turn on the back. And we've told this on, on Allison, our mom, that you told me yeah. the story. And I saw her literally look at someone and say, that's me. That happened to me. <laughs> it's so easy. Like you have every intention of going to church. Yeah. Something happens. I can't go. I had someone text this week and he said, I've caught something. I don't want to share it, but I'm so excited. I can go online and worship with y'all. I don't have to be disconnected just because I can't be. And so you have people who will miss and they will miss you. Give them a chance to connect when they cannot be physically present. The third reason for us is this may not be for everybody. We have three reasons. Those may be the only two you need. For us, the third reason is we are uniquely located in Savannah where we have a number of snowbirds. That's northerners. For those southerners who are here in this term, that's Yankees who come mm-hmm. south in the winter because it's so miserable up north. And so we get a number of snowbirds who, who are uh, very active and faithful to our church pretty much October into early May or right after Easter. And then they go back up north because they're smart enough to know how brutally hot it is down yeah. here. <laughs> And they get out of that. So, but every summer I get literally weekly notes from many of these snowbirds who say, I miss y'all so much. I really Ooh. wish I could worship online. And so for us, the third reason is our snowbirds deserve a chance when they're gone for three and four months to continue connecting with us. Yeah. More and more research is showing online worship is not going to take the place of in-person worship, but it is a very effective supplement. Yeah. You cannot be physically present. You can be present online. Um, it's not a substitute for physical presence, but it is a good supplement. So that's a great reason to do it. Last story, and Molly, you can wrap us up with this one. It's been a great <laughs> discussion. I, we, we're doing stewardship right now. And, and as many people know, stewardship is a time where you're pledging and all these wonderful things for the next year. And you get people in your church to share a few minutes, lay people to share why the church is meaningful. And so our very first one, I got a mom who she, I guess, made the mistake of commenting on a wonderful rainbow stole that I was given, a reconciling ministry stole by the church, very meaningful to me, for in, in, in advance of Pride Weekend. Um, as a thank you for just helping lead this church, but it's not me. It's just I'm the leader now who's continued to lead this church in such an inclusive path. And she said, that online, that's my why Trinity moment. I said, well, won't you speak to that in church and say more? She said, okay. Well, she gave this amazing testimony. She knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Of being, um, and I think in the show notes, we need to put a link to this video. Yeah, we can. Absolutely. A mom whose son came out two years ago at 13. He's 15 now. And she tells the story about what that is and how confusing it is and how much she loves her son. And you're here to talk as a mom and everybody in the room, gay or straight, is thinking, God, I wish you were my mom. Like yeah. To be that <laughs> openly loved by your mother is just yeah. phenomenal. But then she started talking about what it meant to her for him to not only hear that message at home, 
but in his church. Mm-hmm. And to see people who are LGBTQ leading the church, yeah. leading the choir, chairing committees, helping the church grow, serving mm-hmm. in such faithful ways. All that's to say, not to spoil her wonderful message, she sent me a text a couple nights ago, and she had taken a screenshot. Her video got picked up by the National Reconciling Ministries Network page, and it got shared by tons of people and liked by even more people, all this stuff. And she sent me a text, and she circled one of the numbers. This is a huge number of likes or shares or something. And she said, thank you so much for spending the last couple of years pushing for the technology that would help this message get out. Yeah. Because otherwise, this many, however many it was, this many people would not have heard this message about a mom struggling to love her son the best way possible. Yeah. And she's like, thank you for pushing for that technology. And I was like, no, thank you for utilizing it and making such Thanks a for being you making yeah. such great content for us to put out there but yeah. that's what I mean if you love your church and if Christ is at work in your church and there are great things happening the world deserves to know that not just your little corner of it but literally you have access to the world yeah. and why not put it out there for everybody mm-hmm. to see and enjoy and be inspired Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening today about all things Trinity Livestream. You can find it um, on YouTube, Trinity UMC Sav is our name, or on Facebook, or on our church website. It will be everywhere. Um, It has been trial and error, and it will not be perfect the first time you do this, but I admire you. If you have a dedicated member or someone who is willing to take this on, please, by all means, at least give it a shot. Try it out. Um, We were recording just sermons for a very long time, but we're already seeing the views and the impact this has and people who are attending and the the positivity that has come out of this is just phenomenal. So I really appreciate you listening today. Please leave us a review on iTunes. If you have any feedback, um, talk to either of us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Next time. We love uh, doing this for y'all. See y'all. Bye.